This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 13, very lucky, for Sunday, March 26, 2006. This episode is brought to you by The Laughing Swan Inn, fine fish and other delicacies. Thank you for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Justin Lioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. And I'm Katie Carty, also known as Rainbow Bright. We're back from our little hiatus. It feels like it's been forever since we've done this. It's actually been a month. The last one was February 26th. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Cue so, Welcome back. Yay. Yes. To us. Yes. We're welcoming <laughs> ourselves back. I baked a cake, but sadly, I think if I mail them to you, it'll get a little stale. <laughs> This is when. Well, it's really good. I'm I'm eating it right now. <laughs> this is when Duncan's transporter beam would come in handy. This icing is delicious. Mmm. <laughs> excuse me. We have many things to cover since we have been on hiatus for a month. However, voicemails. It's time to hear from you, the fans. Here are your voicemails for this edition of Masters Cast. Want to have your voice heard on Masters Cast? Go to www.masterscast.com and click on Submit Your Voice. And now, your voicemails. Ah, voicemail. What it is, what it shall be, and what it was. Okay, I decided to send an MP3 rather than leave a voicemail because I think the voicemail cut me off or it just really, really hates me. Um, my name is uh, Watercolor. Uh, you may have uh, heard my name <laughs> mentioned a couple of episodes back uh, from Katie who said that her friend Watercolor uh, said that you must have bloopers uh, because I absolutely love uh, the Masters cast uh, bloopers and exits. Um, uh, as well as the intros, but mostly the exits and all the mistakes and things that you guys uh, will, will tie in there. It makes it really fun. Uh, overall, Master's Cast is a, a great uh, online uh, audio program. It definitely gives me in touch with uh, the 80s me. And I look forward to uh, hearing more, um, especially about the voice actors and uh, voice actresses, because uh, that's what I do as a hobby. Um I like that you keep the, the door open uh, with different varieties of things to discuss. Uh, anyway, I hope you guys uh, have a good show, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, hi, my name is John, and I've been a fan of Masters of the Universe since the cartoon first came out. When the toys came out, I was like, I don't know. I just didn't think it was all that great. Then the cartoon came out, and... I found it interesting, so I collected the toys. I'll tell you what, it was great. Those days back in the 1980s when you could watch that in the afternoons, I mean, that Shira, and along with other cartoons like Thundercats, Popeye, and Super Friends, Transformers, whatever else. But the Masters of the Universe series, that topped it all. And I will tell you what, it's great that I found information on Masters on the Internet. Now, let's hope that one of these days, the episodes, all the episodes of both He-Man and she will end up on Cartoon Network or Boomerang. I'm not holding my breath for it, but 
Hey, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Have a great day. Thank you for those voicemails. Please send them in. Masterscast.com has all the information for you. We have some things to cover today. First, I think we should cover the easiest, which is the classic colored sorceress exclusive staction opinions. Now, is this the big statue or the smaller one? The teeny one. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen pictures of it, and it looks cool. I, I like it, because that is the colors she is supposed to have on. It just looks kind of weird to me, because it's the classic colors on the new sorceress. Yeah. And you're so kind it's... of already used to the new sorceress's whole teal green getup. Yeah. But, you know, I believe that Mike Young Productions chose those colors, not the Four Horsemen, the whole teal stuff she was supposed to be classic colored and i'm quite happy because orange wings with blue tips more fun (laughs) yeah i uh i don't really have a whole lot of opinion on it one way or the other obviously i can't see the pictures that are out but that aside i mean i I understand the appeal of the getting the stations in classic colors i really don't have uh, a big desire. I haven't. I haven't ordered this one yet. I probably. Uh, I probably will anyway because it's an exclusive, and I have all the rest of them. But it's. It just seems sort of odd to me. Although this one is a is a better idea, I think, than that classic color, Evil Inn bust that they did, which I thought was also a little strange. But no, I, uh, love I understand the... the appeal, and I'm glad that they're continuing to give us exclusives. I, I like the classic color Evil Inn bust. That's because you are stuck in 1985 when it comes to Masters of the Universe, which is <laughs> odd because I'm stuck in 1985 when it comes to everything else. So, yeah, you need to, you know, fix the button on your time machine. <laughs> where in time? Mine's <laughs> works. It's yours that's broken. The Lion Court. Where in time? Uh-huh. That game show just wasn't as good as the other one. Okay, moving on. If you want to order the staction. It is exclusive to Action Figure Express. And if you go to He-Man.org, follow the link on the main page. All right, our, our good friend He-Man. Sadly, She-Ra was not on this countdown, which perturbs me. But then again, neither was, like, a ball. So um, <laughs> VH1 did a countdown of, like, the 100 greatest toys. I love toys. This is just like their I Love the 80s series, etc., where they have comedians come on and poke fun and talk about uh, different things. Anyway, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe came in at number 53. So I actually think he placed higher than I thought He-Man would have placed overall. You know, considering he's up against a bike, <laughs> which everyone had. Did, was a bike number two? I don't know. Or it No, was Barbie was high. number two. I think Barbie was number two. Hula Hoop was number one, which, I don't know. I never had a Hula Hoop. I thought that was, I don't know. Yeah, Hula I thought that would be brands, not just general like you said, ball. Or... Exactly. When I think of toy, like I love toys, I was thinking they were going to stick to more to more brand names. But yeah. alas, we had uh, the likes of uh, Will Wheaton uh, commenting on He-Man, uh, Chris Booker, The Click Five, Jason Mraz, Patrice O'Neill, or Patrick O'Neill, what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, Michael Ian Black, who I can't stand. But they're all there commenting. Everyone was kind of favorable to He-Man. Um, they should have gotten Hayden Christensen. He's a... Hmm. 
Um, yeah, well, the only one that was kind of negative was uh, Will Wheaton, who was having ah, a problem. He was having a problem to this day, even 20 years later, admitting that he was a fan of He-Man. This coming from a man who was on the Thundercats DVDs and was on Star Trek. So I don't know <laughs> what his problem is, but uh, I think he's just mad that no one asked him to do voice work in the new cartoon. Since that's the <laughs> only kind of work you can get these days. Thank God. Oh, did I? See, I was I just dissing Will Wheaton. Hey, I read his book. He should be happy. He got my seven dollars. <laughs> Does anybody have a video clip of this VH1 thing? Um, I haven't seen it yet. Yes, but that would be illegal for me to share that video clip, Katie. So oh, it's just a clip. You're gonna have to talk to me. Thing. You're gonna have to talk to me after this broadcast because I have to keep it on the down low. Okay. Keep it on the down low. Okay. <laughs> Um, it came in at number 53. They were actually favorable to He-Man. They showed classic He-Man figures. They showed the New Adventures Power Sword, a bit of that commercial, and the comedians had a little too much fun, especially Michael Ian Black, who was molesting the Mike Young Productions toy version of the Power Sword, as John Irwin called out, I have the power. Isn't he the same one that made out with the Rainbow Bright doll in the I Love the 80s show? It was either him or Hal Sparks. I can't. I can't remember. Both of I them act very crazy. But uh, Michael Ian Black's kind of skinny, really, really short hair, annoying. He was Maybe on the. I am thinking of the other guy. He was on the TV show Ed. No, no, no. That's him. That's okay. the one I'm thinking about. There you go. Yeah. Number fifty-three, folks. Number fifty-three. Not bad. Not bad. I think Rainbow Bright made like seventy-three or something. Very. At least good. she made it. I'm yeah. Happy. No, because Shira wasn't there. Um. Well, other yeah, 80s properties. I don't think Jem was there. Uh, was Power Rangers even on there? I can't. I can't remember. It might have hmm. been. I can't. I can't remember. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just know Barbie was number two, and the Hula Hoop was number one. I know Care Bears and Strawberry Shortcake made it in the bottom like 20 or something like that. They were yeah. below Rainbow Bright. I know Transformers was there, and, and GI Joe obviously. I, I don't know if Thundercats was. But what about um, didn't Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles get on? There? Yes, Ninja Turtles was on there. I remember that segment. I remember that segment. Okay. Which rightfully okay. so, because I know we love He-Man and all, but Ninja Turtles did last a, a bit longer. Mm-hmm. And they had you know three movies. We had one. Oh, yeah, sad. sadness. I really like the Secret <laughs> of the Ooze. It's a good movie. Ninja, Ninja, rap. Okay, now we're on to the most important part of the podcast. She-Ra on DVD. Very happy. BCI Eclipse is going to release a two-disc set that will include, this will happen in July to coincide with the San Diego International Comic Con. It will have the theatrical version of The Secret of the Sword on disc one, which is technically five episodes sliced and diced together. Disc 2 will contain the five best episodes of She-Ra as voted on by the fans. Now, they were narrowed down to about 25 episodes to pick from. As many have mentioned, these are out of the 25. There's a lot of He-Man guest appearance uh, heavy episodes. Yeah. While I do love many of the episodes that He-Man guest appears in. I thought that was a little odd to put so many He-Man heavy episodes in She-Ra's top 25. Agreed. You know, I, I, I agree with that, and that was my thought initially. However, however, 
I think this may, in the end, end up being a good uh, a good call. Well, are you thinking if, because if quite a few say, get on? Uh, let me tell you why. Appeal. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. We're gonna get all of the we're gonna get all the episodes regardless on the on the three sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're definitely not going to be getting all of the crossover episodes on this best of disc because there's too many. By putting quite a few of those on this best of, hopefully, they'll probably get uh, a lot of fans of Master Universe that either didn't watch or don't remember Shira to pick up this disc, realize that the two shows aren't really all that much different. Um, because there's a lot of people who say, oh, I didn't watch Shira, that was too girly or whatever, when the show really wasn't. And uh, hopefully that will spur them on to buy the, uh, the three box sets as well. Well, that, you know, that's true. Because like you said, all the crossover episodes are not going to end up. Theoretically, exactly. they're not going to all end up. Even if it, if all five were crossovers. They there, there'll they still be, be some. Because uh, things right. like The Inspector, which which is a, a crossover episode, wasn't even in the top 25. Right, exactly. But, which it should but, have been. But. Yes, but. <laughs> Secrets of the Sword is a crossover in itself. Very that true. is true. Very true. So if the first disc is a crossover and the second disc is majority crossover, where does that leave Shira? I, I agree. That's that's my that's my little problem with it. I really I really disagreed with many of the episodes that were actually picked for the top twenty five. I, I, I would have had the probably the majority of those in there, but there are some that I felt were ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, or, well that was true of the um of the uh, ones chosen for the master. Yeah, the, uh, but I was, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there was something, I don't know. I would have done the she top 25 slightly different, but you know, I digress. It's done now going by the fan responses only, and this is not scientific results or the results of the poll that is going on to poll fans. But so far, just looking at what people have said they voted for, the top five most popular right now are Price of Freedom, Stone in the Sword, Sweet Bee's Home, Of Shadows and Skulls, and Horde Prime Takes a Holiday. Now, three of those are He-Man crossover episodes, and Of Shadows and Skulls is a Skeletor crossover episode. Stone in the Sword, I would say, is definitely... You know, well, that's not a crossover episode, and it is very heavy She-Ra oriented because the whole focus of the plot is on Adora. But the rest of the episodes um, have Eternian influences, as you might say. (laughs) (laughs) The number one being uh, Price of Freedom, which is basically She-Ra's problem with power, the most kind of hyped episode but uh of course much better than the problem with power <clears throat> well you know here's my reasoning the price of freedom shows how different etheria is from eternia it shows how he-man see skeletor doesn't have control of eternia he is a threat yes but he does have he doesn't have any type of control over eternia hordak controls etheria there is not freedom on etheria it's a it's it's just a different type of fight it actually has meaning then oh dear i accidentally killed someone during battle i'm throwing my sword (laughs) (laughs) i can't deal with it excuse me i need a moment talks amongst yourselves (laughs) 
<sighs> so why do you think that the problem with power is better, Josh? It's not necessarily that I think the problem with power is better. I haven't seen Price of Freedom in quite a long while, so I don't remember the episode very well. But Slacker. Um, I just... <laughs> I just, uh, to me, the, the series are so similar and so closely linked that uh, I don't think it's really fair to say one or the other. Josh will never than, take sides. So, it's like I they're one. They're united in harmony. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and if you, I mean, and a plus, another plus to that, too, is I don't really like contributing to the the whole, uh, you know, oh, you know, Masters is better than Princess of Power. Princess of Power better than Masters, and it's sort of divided some of the fan base over the years. They've come together a lot better um, in the last two or three since the relaunch, really, but uh, there used to be a lot of uh, divisiveness between the two groups before that, and I, just, I don't think there's a, a need for it, really. The, the series are essentially one and the same, so. Now, coming up right right behind those five, just according to fan responses, is the are the episodes Crystal Castle, Huntara, and Assault on the Hive. Assault on the Hive, He-Man crossover episode. The other two are not. And Huntara better make the top five. Le they I I'm think asking. Horde Prime Takes a Holiday needs to get kicked off. and Huntara. Yeah, I don't like that place. episode particularly. A lot of people seem to be voting for Crystal Castle. I find that episode is boring. You don't get that. I much. love that episode. You don't so. get that much history of the Crystal Castle, though. Not, no, you don't. Not enough. But it's to a good make, episode. Not. I don't know. I find it kind of boring. It has those trolls in it. They're hardly ever in the series. I'm. I'm not feeling it. They could have made a really good Crystal Castle origin episode, but this was not it. And I always found it. Isn't it on the VHS tape with that other really boring episode, The Missing Axe? Isn't it Missing Axe? Yeah, I think Crystal they're both Castle? on the same uh, tape. But yeah. Crystal Castle is so much better than The Missing Axe. So. Well, I agree. It's better than The Missing Axe. But, but it's not like saying much because The Missing Axe is just like uh, maybe the worst episode out there. Oh, <laughs> no. The worst the worst episode is The Laughing Dragon. No oh, question. I can tolerate that more than that. Whatsoever. Axe, but <laughs> but uh, I, just, I just I cannot deal with that episode. However... Uh, no, Crystal Castle, I think it's definitely a, a good episode. It definitely de de deserves to be in the top 10 or 20. I'm not sure it deserves it's to be in not the top, top five, five, but it's, it's not a very good material. episode. I wouldn't, I don't think I would even put it in my top 20, to tell you the truth, just because I don't feel that it, it's that entertaining. I, I would one... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, finish your thought first, because uh, mine's okay. only somewhat related. I'm just saying, I just don't feel it's entertaining enough as, say, even Huntara, Assault on the Hive. You know, those are much better. Right right underneath those, My Friend, My Enemy, Into the Dark Dimension, Eldritch Mist. Mist. I mean, th those are all better. Those are all better episodes. One thing that uh, I thought was interesting is, if I'm not mistaken, how many episodes did we get uh, when we got to vote on the uh, Mass Universe ones? Was it 20 per season or was it 10 per season? I don't recall. I can't remember now. But we did get 25 on this one, which is um, quite a few considering the series only ran for 93. So you're basically getting one out of every three episodes, a little bit less than that, um, is on this list. And uh, even with that, we've got 
my favorite episode missed the cut which is there one any for you two is there one particular episode that is not in the 25 not available to vote for that you think really should have been available to vote for i'm thinking the inspector maybe uh shira makes a promise was that one on there it might have been i know the inspector wasn't i really like that episode i think shira makes a promise i think it's on there I'm not, not sure. I don't remember seeing that that title, but I can't. I just I haven't watched the Shira episodes enough to to know of another episode that I would have wanted included that wasn't. For me, um, it was Dark Smoke and Fire, which um, is one of in in my opinion. I know there's I, I think Shadow being one of them. There's some people that disagree. I think this is one of the strongest uh, She-Ra episodes. It was one of the most interesting. It completely uh, is is very, very different from a lot of the other She-Ra episodes in content. And I didn't see it until uh, until just a couple of years ago for the first time. And uh, it is a uh, outstanding episode. I was really disappointed that that did not make the 25 when... There were quite a few episodes on there that had no business being in the top 25 at all, like Cord Prime Takes a Holiday or For One of a Horse. So, Oh, yes. All right, well, first let me cover the Dark Smoke and Fire issue. I do like Dark Smoke and Fire. It would probably be in my top 25 because I do like how they handled it. She went back in time. She talks to Granamere. I am not the biggest Granamere fan, but I do like and enjoy the Granamere episodes. Um, I don't. It wasn't written by Larry Dottilio. And she goes to which Eternia, is which is interesting. Yeah, it should have been written by Larry Dottilio. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now, what you said for one of the horse. Why was that episode in the top 25? I am sorry. It's an entertaining episode. But you know, the only it thing I remember... Well, the only thing that always <laughs> sticks out in my head after watching that episode is when Shadow Weaver calls She-Ra Winghead. <laughs> Every time I think of that episode, that's all I think of is when Shadow Weaver calls her Winghead. It's just—it's just not an engaging episode. It's—it is not. That is being too kind. That is being far too kind. It is a terrible episode. It's one of the few of either series that you can sit there and say this is a terrible episode. I wouldn't. There are very far. few of He-Man and She-Ra combined that you can say that about. For me, that is one. That I one. Mean, and it, the Laughing Dragon may be the but, only two She-Ra episodes that I can say are actually bad. See, for want of a horse, I mean, it, it's like Oscar-winning material compared to The Missing Axe. Oh, see, I disagree. <laughs> but, I don't like The Missing Axe either, but that is a, that is a much better episode than For One of a Horse. I, I just, For One of the Horse drives me insane. Well, we get to see Mantasaur. Who cares? It's a terrible story. No, I agree, it's but I mean, I'm trying story. I'm trying to find some redeeming qualities for it cuz I I have no idea why it was put picked as a top 25 episode either. <laughs> I'm trying to find some type of justification. Uh Horde Prime is mentioned or shown in it. Uh Hordak ends up getting him cuffling a necktie for a God's necktie, sake. Yeah. It's a stupid episode. <laughs> It is, and um, there's, and then you know we find out later in the series there are other unicorns on Etheria anyway, besides Swiftwind. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, that even makes it lamer. So, I still think <sighs> Missing Axe is worse. No, no, there's, there's, it's not. But seriously, it's not a good episode. But there it's is, not there's bad. no justification for Want of a Horse being in the top twenty-five. New. No. 
No. I would have voted. You know who you are, X. and I am I am judging you for putting <laughs> for putting that on the top twenty five. <laughs> you know who you are. I'm judging. Shadows, death stares coming through. That's the right. And why aren't people <laughs> voting for Gateway to Trouble more? That I would rather see that than Horde Prime takes a holiday. Am I Gateway the only one that really loves Gateway to Trouble? It's a good episode. I wouldn't say that it's uh, it's top it's five from exceptional, but it's good. I mean, what's that one about again? That's the one wherever Modulok joins he the did. Horde. He brings the Gatemaker, um, so that the Horde can then invade Eternia. He Man Shira team up. Oh. I don't know. I really like that episode. I mean, people I'm just are voting away from the crossovers. People are voting for Talent for Trouble. No, no Orco <laughs> episodes, please. This is Shira. I don't want an Orco <laughs> episode. I, as much as I love Orko, I do have to agree with that. Yeah, it's like if you're going to vote for the annoying creature, go for Looky Lends Lookie a Hand. Lends a Hand! Much better episode. Much See, better. And I, if, if I had to choose for, between those, I'd go with the Town of Trouble because I despise Looky, so... Yes, but the story, the story, Looky Lends a Hand, is so much better. So much better. He lends a hand, Josh. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny when he lands yes, on Skeletor. I appreciate the that he's lending, but... He lands on Skeletor, and, you know, Skeletor's, like, ticked off a of Beast Man because he thinks he's doing all this crap. Oh, it's great. It's great. See, I like the funny episodes. Mm-hmm. Those stick out with me, so that's... Such as Lins, a hand is Flowers for Hordak. Which we have to mention. People need to vote for Flowers for frickin' Hordak! It's a good episode! I don't care if people say it's girly. Screw you if you say it's girly. It's not... But it is, a, it is a it is a good story. It is a good story. It's a good very plot. Entertaining. It's a good yes. plot for Hordak on how he tried to get rid of the you know get rid of the Whispering Woods, and it did Absolutely. have the Black Ruby in it. Dun, dun. And really, to say it's girly, it's making fun of girliness more than it's being girly. Very it's true. Showing like the epitome of girliness and how that can just drive people crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's really saying, don't be this girly. So really, you know, anti-girly people should love it. That's my rant. Go vote for it, please. I want it. I wish more people would vote for Unexpected Ally. That's a good episode. It's just that uh, not widely known among the general public. You know, you're you're going to get episodes like Price of Freedom, Sweet Bee's Home, because they're so they're talked about all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of people are surprised about the Stone and the Sword being so. Highly ranked, but it being my favorite Chira episode and all, I feel that people know what they're talking about. Can it's ima- not my favorite episode. Can you imagine if that episode was not episode. in the top twenty-five? Oh. I would have had to have launched a letter-writing campaign or something. <laughs> Please you would vote. Have rested until it was on the list. Please vote for the stone and the sword. Good. Are these not the qualities of Shira? Draw your sword, Adora. What a great scene. Now, you mentioned Unexpected Ally. Can mm-hmm. you give me a short synopsis of that? Because that one, I seem to remember it looking interesting to me. That's when General Sunder joins the rebellion. Okay. And he so returns he... in Return of the General. Also a good episode. In fact, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I like Return of the General more than Unexpected Ally. I don't know. I can't. It's hard. Hard to place them. And also, Seahawk. Seahawk isn't getting votes either. Uh, according to the fan 
reactions. The actual votes could be completely different. Mm-hmm. But um, that's too bad because that is a, another one of my favorite episodes, and I I just love the whole Seahawk character mm-hmm. all the way around. He's one of one of my favorite filmation created uh, heroes, maybe uh, from uh, from Etheria. Yes. And uh, yeah, very very good character, and uh, really I'm disappointed to see that one not placing better. Well, you never know when the actual votes come out. Seahawk could be number one. That'd be nice. Never know. Never know. Bringing up the rear is book burning, unexpected ally, for want of a horse, <laughs> troll's dream, and treasure of the first ones. I don't particularly remember treasure of the first ones being that fun to watch either. Maybe I'm thinking of a different episode. But uh, like I said, some of these uh, selections in the top 25, I was not feeling. But that's just me. And I'm very opinionated. How long is this voting open for, do we know? April 2nd. Oh, good. Still got a little bit of time. So you still have a week to vote. Go vote. For the stone in the sword. For Loki, Lindahan, <laughs> and flowers for Hordak. And for Seahawk. <laughs> we all want you to vote for something different. Horrible Hordak headed a herd of hideous hordesmen. <laughs> and if you are one of the horrible few that have voted so far... For, for one of a horse, or for Horde Pride Takes a Holiday, please, don't ever talk to us. There again. was a hanging chad. <laughs> I don't know. There was a hanging chad on your ballot. Say, so. There was a hanging chad on their ballot. So you should, they have yes, to redo that's it. right. That's right. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, for vote. <laughs> We're like, hmm, should we count this uh, vote? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think they yes, actually meant right. to you vote twice. You are going to be twice. treated like the Republicans treat the Democrats. No, they there we go. Don't get political on that. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't. We're not alienating our public. Except right. for the people that did not vote for Stone in the Sword. Tall Star, I'm looking at you. I know you didn't vote for Stone in the Sword. <laughs> what was up with that, man? Oh, well. Can't I forgive. I forgive. I'm a very forgiving person. Unless it's not in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> then you will feel his wrath. But I have to say, I am I am kind of uh, happy. Price of Freedom, Stone the Sword, Sweet Beast Home of Shadows and Skulls. Horde Prime takes a holiday. I mean, I can live with it. I can live with it. You're not going to get rid of Price of Freedom and Sweet Beast Home. So, I mean, those are pretty much staples that are going to stay there. I really thought Huntara would be getting a lot of votes. It seemed like Me a, too. From back in the day. That seemed like a pretty popular episode among them. And that is a very good episode. But like I said, this is this is these our tabulations here are only bo- based on the fans that posted and, you know, told us what they voted for. So it's a even very lost. small percentage of the actual votes. Yeah, it's a small percentage of the actual votes. This is by no means a <laughs> a very good statistical analysis. And I right. did get an A in stats <laughs> i did you all be proud and i had to take two classes of stats that's right that's right so do you like the idea that they're going to put five episodes of she-ra on with the secret of the sword yeah i think that's a good that's move a very good idea because if they made it well, separate from secret and blah, 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 separate from Oh my gosh, I'm getting all these titles mixed up in my head. I'm thinking Stone in the Sword, Secret of the Sword, blah. 
stone. Wait, it wasn't even stone in the sword. It was sword in the stone. No, stone nope. in the sword. Stone in the sword. Oh. You had it right. Sword in the stone is a Disney movie. <laughs> well, actually, it's a book, and Disney well, yes, course, based their movie on the book. Okay, Mr. Technicality. Which was in, uh, originally based on Lamorte d'Arthur, written by Sir Thomas Mallory in the 1100s. But, you know, technicalities here. So, do y'all, did King Arthur really exist? What do you think? Sure, why not? I agree. Why not? Uh, yeah, I, I think there was a King Arthur, yes. He was kicking And I ass. think probably bits and pieces of what has become the King Arthur legend are probably true. Well, he's in sure, Filmation's you know, surely, Ghostbusters. Surely, obviously, a lot of it isn't, but... Uh... They visit him in Filmation's <laughs> Ghostbusters. So that proves it right it there. Because yeah. those are the real Ghostbusters, the real, real Ghostbusters, so I tend to believe them more than the other guys. <laughs> But uh, what was your question? Because I was going to answer it and I forgot. What you Do you asked. like it that they are including five episodes of She-Ra with the Secret of the Sword? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm a little torn. Um, part of me would have rather have seen a full-blown Secret of the Sword release, like a special edition with a lot of uh, extras based on that film. Of course, though, that depends heavily on what they've actually got. And they could still technically do that at this point. Um and uh, and then maybe a best of separately, um, and I sure would have liked to have seen a ten best Shira rather than a five. So I'm a little torn. I guess this is a good compromise. Technically, we're getting ten episodes. Well, this technically, but we're not getting to choose five out of the ten. Yeah, so. but everybody would choose those five, don't you think? Because I yeah, Shira Unchained and Reunions. There's two right there. So I would have rather have chosen ten, excluding the Secret of the Sword stuff. pilot, and well, and let's all remember Sword as a separate release. But... Speaking of things with sword in the title, right? <laughs> we have the Secret of the Sword. Now the five parter, which are the episode versions, episodes one through five of Shira. That is the Sword of Shira, and then you have the Stone in the Sword. Yes. Yes. Your Wait, point. say that again? Stay tuned for part five of The Sword of She-Ra. Oh, oh, all five episodes are called The Sword of she Collectively, Shira. they're called The Sword of She-Ra. Oh, okay. Yes. Good to know. Yes, very good to know. Good to know. Okay, so release it as The Secret of the Sword of She-Ra. It comes with an art card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. They did finally let us know that, didn't mm -hmm. they? Now, missing from the press release was a little thing I like to call a Larry Dottilio commentary track. <laughs> the campaign continues. Yes, I want a Larry Dottilio commentary track. Larry Dottilio, I know you're out there. And I know you want to record a commentary track for The Secret of the Sword. Bust down those doors. <laughs> He's already recording commentary tracks well. for He-Man episodes. So uh, they, it, might, it just might not be on the press release. Maybe we will get a commentary track from Larry Dottilio. Some people don't want one. I don't know why. Some people just don't like commentaries. But hey, I do. So why shun the me and <laughs> not want it? Well, you should want all the bonus features that they can pack on that puppy. Absolutely. Because if there's something yes. you don't particularly like, you don't have to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure we'll get a documentary and all that fun stuff. But I, I still think it's a really good idea to put them both together. Because some people on the board have mentioned that males predominantly probably would not pick up one that just said she wrote top five episodes or top 10 episodes. 
But if it's Secret of the Sword with He-Man in it, they probably would. And like Shadow was mentioning earlier, that could introduce them to She-Ra. You know, people who wouldn't necessarily pick it up on their own and watch it. Hey, I said got that it. Er, whoever said Well, I started to say it and you were like, let me explain. And I was like, well, I already know what you're going to explain, so. <laughs> but anyway, if they have it because they bought it, they'll probably watch it. And then they'll say, hey, this is great. Let's get some more. And if Flowers for Hordak is on it, they're really going to want more. <laughs> my opinion, anyway. <laughs> oh, my. So. Oh, my. <laughs> now, it's going to be interesting because we're going to have some overlap here over the next few releases. We've got Season 2, Part 1 coming out of Master Universe on July 6th, which is uh, still a couple of months off. Yes. A lovely yellow Shortly color. thereafter, we're going to be getting the Secret of the Sword Best of She-Ra compilation. Which is six weeks after that. And then presumably, about six weeks after that, we're going to be getting the Season 2, Volume 2. Probably, probably what, in September, if the timeline works out about the same as it has been. And then Shira will immediately uh, follow season one, volume one, presumably in October, which would actually probably work out pretty well. So basically, we're all going to be broke by the end of the year. That is exactly okay. correct. <laughs> you guys just need My to learn how to exactly. m- how to manage your funds. <laughs> you know what? That is great for someone like you who has funds actually coming in. <laughs> for the rest of us, we uh, who don't have funds to manage you know it's a big uh well like i've always issue, said but i'm so happy they are not waiting until after he-man to release she-ra i'm glad these are coming out now i hate to wait i am impatient i want <laughs> well, dvds now no, actually they they technically are they, the only thing that is overlapping is the secret of the sword yes but like i said they're not waiting they could wait too. until the new adventures are done because technically the he-man contract that they have includes he-man and the new adventures so they right. would have to release all of those first and then say release She-Ra for no overlapping to happen. So Again, yeah, that wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense since the new adventures doesn't really doesn't really fit in with the filmation mythos. Yes. So. And you'll have She-Ra overlapping, I assume, right, with the first release of the new adventures. So well no, actually they'll probably they'll probably be staggered. If the if the timing works out correctly. They should stagger them, which would mean... Well, yeah, they're staggered, get... but still, they're being released at the same time. As in, right. in the same fiscal year. <laughs> <laughs> if I well, may I get suppose. business on you, the, the, the same fiscal but year. But the, the point being is, yeah, we should get... We'll probably get uh, the final uh, issue of the classic Masking Universe uh, toward the uh, end of the summer. She-Ra in the fall. Probably right around Christmas, we'll get the first new adventures set. That would be my guess. And you're going to buy it and love it. Well, you know, my primary reason for picking up the New Adventures set was going to be to support the brand and hopefully get Shira. And that is no longer necessary. I, <laughs> I may pick them up. Well, I anyway. guess I can just say that I'm a bigger fan than Josh's. <laughs> no, you're just a... Uh, a fan more willing to accept whatever you can get, I guess. <laughs> no. I accept... Josh is a picky fan. I, I, can, I can separate the new adventures. 
for what it is. Oh, I can it. separate it. I do and separate enjoy it. I think it's, it. it has to be separated. And enjoy it. And yes, well, I guess I have higher standards. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I win the fan award today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> now, I'm a bigger fan of Mike Young Productions, sir. He thinks... Missing Axe is better than For Want of All <laughs> Folks, yes, I rest my case. The problem with power is a terrible episode. I no, rest my it, case. It's, and how many it, people because it has do you think a problem, how many more people are going to agree with me than agree with you? No, that's because they don't understand the problem with the plot of the episode. I can see, I totally, but see, my point is I totally understand why people love that episode and why they think it's so great. They just don't understand the flaws of the episode, which is why it's okay. not. It's why it's not okay. my top episode. Right. Hang on, hang on. Hang it's on. entertaining. It's entertaining. There are I totally plot agree. problems all the way across the new adventure. The whole new adventure's idea is a plot problem. <laughs> Actually, no. It's there is no heir to the throne of Eternia. He leaves the planet. Um, did you forget that there's uh, Shira? She could or Adora. She can marry someone. She's and busy then... on on Etheria and is not mentioned once in the so, new adventure you don't have to be mentioned that doesn't mean you don't exist <laughs> shadow 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 so what that there's no heir to the throne of eternia big whoopity do let king randor and queen marlena pop out another child <laughs> in case you haven't noticed they're in you know the latter stage of their lives i think hey he's eternian not an earthling <laughs> There may be different things he's going on. He's not the one that would have to pop yeah, out the he's baby. Like, oh, yes, problem. but didn't you see that uh, it could yeah, still happen? I didn't take it stats, still but I took basic happen. biology. <laughs> no, it could still happen. Don't you people read the news? My goodness. My goodness. And, and in any case, uh, the sorceress could put a spell on her. I'm Maybe. serious. There's lots of things. Maybe. And like I said, there, the new adventures of He-Man has a pretty tight continuity you know line so don't talk tell me about plot problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> well you know i could sit here and come up with excuses for you know your supposed plot problems with problem with power that is a tongue twister right there well let's see hmm the hero of eternia has one little blip of a mistake and throws everything away ergo letting okay, everyone well, else is... die oh this... that's real smart <laughs> This is Eternia. Yeah. Perhaps they put a, a uh, you know higher price on life than uh, than we do. Maybe that's a bigger deal. Yeah, but like I said, then obviously, here. what's what's Adam gonna do when everyone else dies because Skeletor kills everyone else off? Let's see. Yeah. Hmm. One death versus the entire planet falling to the <laughs> evil one. Let me think about that. One casualty, I think I can live with. He wasn't thinking course, clearly. Let's not forget the fact that it would be Skeletor and his little band versus the entire army of Eternia. Oh, that whole episode was written because they wanted to win an award anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you kill someone. It is back a good then, episode. You get an award. Regardless of plot problems. So. Well, whatever. Price of freedom, but. Okay. <laughs> Please pick up the secret of the sword and she were best 
five in July. No, no, not yet. That's not until July. Please go buy the next set of stations and the exclusive station from Action Figure Express. Worry about that first. And no. then when it gets closer, we'll tell you to go please buy the pull Secret up as well. your, Please pull up your Outlook calendar, your wall calendar, your PDA, or your pocket PC, perhaps your cell phone. July, <laughs> buy She-Ra on DVD. Pop that in there. Send yourself a little alarm notice. You're good to go. Okay. That's and what they should be focused on. As soon on. as you're done with that, go right now and go spend some money on the stations and keep that line going. Right. And then buy multiple copies of the DVD. <laughs> Listen, I understand I support the stations, but supporting the stations and buying the DVDs is different. I think the DVDs are better because they are showing interest in the classic. Yes, and people like the classic. I am a fan then people, of all things. Then people are like, hmm, people really love the classic. Maybe we need to give it another shot, folks. Seriously, DVD sales <laughs> compared to the Staction sales is to two totally different markets. Well, of course, and they're two totally different markets, and I think we should be supporting both. No, I agree. I'm not going to, I'm not so going to necessarily. I'm promoting and the Staction over the DVDs to counteract one. your promotion of the DVDs over the Staction. So. Season 1, or Season buy 2, both. Volume 1, buy that too. That's in July. you got two things to buy in July. He-Man, no, season, season 2. Season right? 2, Volume 1 is in June. Actually. June. Oh, okay, well, same thing, summer. Summer <laughs> 2006. No, that's still spring, actually. Summer, summer. doesn't start until June 20. Whatever, I count so. summer as now. <laughs> The summer of Shadow is June <laughs> the to summer July. The summer of Shadow. Yeah. I'm surprised you uh, don't, you know, you're not really rooting for shadows and skulls and have your name right there on the box. Well, no, I'm not that vain. <laughs> oh, really? Well, you could put. What? Didn't we do an entire episode on how you're in the documentary? <laughs> no, actually, you were the one that brought. That whole point up. That's right. You so. forgot. You forgot to. I wasn't you even going to mention it because I'm that humble. Oh. Uh-huh. I am. Sure. I'm humble. So. So, so Stone in the Sword, did you vote for that? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. 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 I apologize. Go vote for Seahawk. Yeah. See, Alka, Shadow, and Skulls. Those are the two I really want to see on, on there more more so than any of the other. The rest of them, whatever, those two really need to be on there for me. He doesn't accept the greatness of Price of Freedom, folks. Or Flowers for Hordak. What a shame. La, 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 Price la, of Freedom la, is a very la, good episode. La, 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 <laughs> la, 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 Right? Is that what they're singing in Flowers for Yeah, I think it's, it's something along those lines. La, 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 All the horror troopers are like doing the hula. Sneaking in. Wine dancing there. They're, it's like they're doing the train. Yeah. Come on, ride the train. Whole can can ride thing. Kicking the legs up and stuff. There you go. Good stuff. Perfuma. What was she smoking? <laughs> yeah, she was high on her own perfumas. <laughs> she probably smelled better than Moss Man. I would imagine so. <laughs> Forestry versus a uh, hot lady. I suppose we should wrap this up, shouldn't we? No, I'm not done talking about um, the stone and the sword. Oh my god! Ah, jeez. <laughs> Ladies oh and gentlemen, no, the jewel with this. is cracked. Why don't you like Horde Prime takes a holiday? It's fun. I like it. Don't you like whenever He-Man's like, 
well, they call me the most powerful man in the universe. Let's see if I can live up to it. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, isn't it sad that he has to continually prove that, whereas she is always just the princess of power? <laughs> well, technically, she's not a princess of anything on Etheria. So. Well, yeah, she's the princess of power. And she's still Princess Adora. You don't you just because you move to another planet you don't you don't lose your rank. You know, interestingly, you're still a princess. Is aside from the Secret of the Sword the little intro things that they used for the first five episodes before she became Shira. Aside from that, do they ever mm -hmm. use the phrase Princess of Power in an episode anywhere? No, I don't think so. I don't think they ever do. Wait, when do they do that in Secret of the Sword? They don't say Princess of Power either. Yeah, don't they in the, in the little intro thing of the first five episodes before she was... Oh, the intro, it? but I mean in the actual yeah. episode. They never use... Well, they don't use Mass the Universe in the actual episodes either, but it's in the oh. intro of every single episode. In the main uh, Shira thing, I don't think they ever say uh, Princess of Power either, do they? No. I am Adora. Well, that's why I always just felt the show should just be called, you know, He-Man, and the other show should be oh, called She-Ra. I think simple. Master Actually, of the Universe, well, I thought He-Man should have, should have been called Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra should have been called. Well, she was fine, actually. She-Ra, Princess of Power, or just Princess of Power would have been fine. I really don't. Uh, I don't like the the whole just He-Man, just She-Ra thing. That doesn't really work for me. Twins, and I don't of power. like the the tacking on the He-Man at the beginning of the cartoons. They did that for both the new and old. And power. Just power. Master Universe, hour. Just Princess of Power is fine. The Power Hour. Ooh, that would be a fun DVD release. The Power Hour. Episode of He-Man, episode of She-Ra. Okay. I'd buy it. That would be kind of wasteful, seeing as that we're going to be getting all the He-Man and She-Ra. No, that's like afterwards. Episodes. Just like now they're going to release um, different best of DVDs for friends. Like oh, best of weddings, best of Chandler and Monica, blah, blah, blah. You know, could be all that. Milk yeah, that property for all it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> profits, profit margins, people. Pro profit. That's probably just for people who didn't buy the entire. Yeah, series. exactly. But people should buy the entire. Well, series. I agree. No, they should buy them all. If they release those, you know, buy them too. <laughs> buy everything. You know, buy the stations. Buy, I don't know, whatever, and buy the DVDs. <laughs> I'm, I'm don't yeah. Triclops is shipping, I think, too. The full-inch statue all right guys thanks for listening we promise we'll be back sooner <laughs> next time it won't be a month i'm the shadow also known as john callus i'm just a lion also known as lion courts and i'm katie Garcia, also known as rainbow bright good, good journey, journey.